Welcome back to Unleashed at Work and Home, the podcast dedicated to helping pet professionals feel less stress and more joy. My guest today is Becca Kaiser from Blue Heron Consulting. Welcome, Becca. I'm so glad you could join me here today on Unleashed, and we're going to talk about positivity. Can you tell me why positivity is important to you? Yes. Well, positivity just makes the day better. So (laughs) adopting a positive attitude is something that I try to do when I wake up in the morning. And I work with veterinary hospitals. And so positivity is also really important for my clients because you're working with a lot of people with lots of different personalities who handle stress differently and tension differently. And positivity is contagious. So if one person can be positive, it helps the whole day go better for the team. Same with negativity. So if you start off on a bad foot in the morning, it's really hard for the team to recover from that throughout the day. So trying to be positive so that the team works better together and it's a happier place to be. It's more productive and just people will enjoy coming to work, which is a good thing. That is a good thing. And it is interesting about how emotions are contagious and how unfortunately negative emotions are a little more contagious than positive. But it's very powerful to notice that people do leave residue in their wake and they, people are either left feeling better or feeling worse by someone having come through. And right. that really matters. Right. And you don't realize, I think when you're having a bad day that your negative emotions are being put on to other people, you kind of think, oh, well, it's just my bad day and I'm dealing with it. But it really does just your body language and your tone of voice and how you deal with stress. If you're already stressed out or in a negative mood, it means you're going to be less patient with your team members. So it does really affect people. Yeah. And as a veterinary consultant, you see a a wide variety of practices. Would you say that that most practices need to really focus on positivity? Or do you think most kind of have that in the bag? I think everyone needs to focus on it. It's definitely a habit. And it's easy, as you said, to get sucked into a negative mindset or complaining spreads very quickly because I've read a lot of books on happiness and positivity and how that leads to productivity and less turnover and that sort of thing. And it is, you're biologically set up to look for things that are going to go wrong because that's how we used to stay alive is being able to pick out what is not going well so we can make sure we don't get eaten. And so in a veterinary hospital also, that's, that's, their jobs, the medical team's jobs, the CSR's jobs is how do we make this appointment run smooth? Also, we're diagnosing. So what is the problem here? What are the symptoms? And so we're always looking for what's not right. And so it's easy then for your mind to wander to what's not right in every mm-hmm. um, component of your day, not just the medical side or the customer service side. And so, yes, I do think that positivity is something that everyone and regardless of the industry that you're in but especially in veterinary hospitals because it is usually a a high stress or high tension or urgent life and death matters um, and you are constantly looking for what's what could be going wrong practicing positivity is really important yeah you mentioned earlier too about how it has such powerful business effects that it that actually focusing on positivity and having a culture of positivity 
increases productivity and helps people make better decisions. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. So when people are in a positive mood, they tend to be more creative, more innovative. They work better as a team. There's more information sharing. So if someone is doesn't know how to do something and they need to be trained or they've got a question, if you're in a positive mindset, you're more likely to pause and help them or answer politely in such a way that they're not going to be afraid to approach you again in the future. So when you've got your team who can communicate and is comfortable talking with each other, then you work better together as a team. You're more efficient. The day runs smoother. Your clients, the pet owners will pick up on that when they're in the hospital. They can pick up on tension so they know if the CSRs are fighting with the tech assistants and the tech assistants are arguing with the, the techs. And so if, if you've got your team working well together, that trickles down to the clients, which affects revenue and production and um, well, quality of care that you're providing to patients as well. Absolutely. And turnover as well, I imagine, which is a huge issue for so many practices. Yes. Yes. Turnover. And I mean, I feel like with my clients, we're always talking about hiring and training someone. As soon as you get a team, you've got to, somebody's leaving for some reason or another, even if it's not a negative, but that is a lot of time investment for your team to train someone new. And so if you're losing people because of it being a negative work environment, those people who are staying and having to retrain people every month or two months or three months are really going to get burned out. And it's only a matter of time before they decide, well, why am I putting up with this negative workplace and investing all this time and energy into people who aren't going to stay and And they're going to draw the conclusion, make the assumption, I guess, whether it's right or wrong, that the owners or the doctors or management doesn't care enough to keep make changes for our work life to be good enough for people to stay. Right. And some of those changes are are challenging and require some significant shifts in how things are done. How could positivity help with that? Well, being in the right mindset will help the team in general. If you come in and it's a positive place to walk into in the morning is going to make people enjoy coming to work. And if they're happy coming to work, they're more likely to be willing to help team members who are having a bad day or struggling with something. And that just makes it a more friendly place to be. So that will help with turnover. You're less likely to leave a place if you feel like people care about you as a person and are invested in your own growth and development. And so from a management standpoint, investing in your team's growth and development, figuring out uh, what's important to them, why they're in the veterinary industry, what they value about their interactions with pets and clients on a daily basis, and then helping them helping make sure that their their job is fulfilling is going to build a more positive experience for them and a more positive team. While you were talking, it reminded me of years ago, before I became a dog trainer, I worked as a technical editor and I worked on a, a fairly dysfunctional team. And there was a very nice man in our office named Mark And Mark was just a rain cloud. And it took me a while to realize he was a rain cloud because he was a very kind person. Okay. (laughs) He would walk into my office and he would say, 
they work you too hard. They don't pay you enough. And I would be like, no, I like my job. It's challenging and it's fun. It's interesting. And he'd be like, no, look at all of this. There's so much and you don't get paid enough and it's just too much. And he would walk out and I would think, they work me too hard. I don't <laughs> yes. enough. And the boss of the group had no social skills and he would just yell when something was wrong and be silent when things were right. And mm -hmm. so I started to feel like he hated me. Harry hates me. And I heard from other people, oh, Harry loves you. Harry thinks you're awesome. And I was like, I don't think so. Cause he rarely speaks to me like once a year. And when he does, he's yelling. It's not, not pleasant. Uh, but it, it made me think when you were talking about that whole piece of how emotions affect behavior and how we can feel supported and nurtured by the team above yes. by, by recognizing you as an individual, what's important to you and being interested in you and having some positive connections that are, are just on a minor level. How are you today? Right, right. <laughs> if Harry had smiled yes. at me once a month, I would have been much less afraid of him than I was. <laughs> right. Yes. And that I'm glad you mentioned that. Just saying hi, good morning. How are you today? Remembering something like, oh, they were going to their child's birthday party last night or they went to see a movie. How was the movie? can really help build those relationships. And what we find is that usually the team, the support staff is already sort of intimidated by the doctor and usually the practice manager. And so they really need to make a conscious effort to recognize individuals as people and make that connection, even if it's as simple as saying, hi, how are you doing today? great job yesterday. Just if one, one sentence can really go a long way to helping make those team members feel more comfortable, which then has the whole team helps contribute to the team working together and being more comfortable asking the hard questions later on. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very interesting how negative emotions sort of narrow and focus our attention. So we're focused on the problem and this is what we've got, right. but positive emotions create more connection and community and creative yeah. thinking. And yes. all of those things are things that we want in our lives. But when we get ourselves stuck in the negative emotion, it can be hard to shift and go, right. I want more. So what are some of your tips for people when they, when they get stuck in the negative? Well, so one of the things that we've started recommending to clients, we, we worked with a client a, a few months ago and their day was starting out pretty negative. One of the doctors just had a lot going on at home. And when she came to the hospital, she brought that drama with her. And so the team could tell, well, first of all, they were stressed out before the day even started because they didn't know what mood this doctor was going to be in. Mm -hmm. So they waited for her to come through the door and then her mood really set how the day was going to go. And so when we started working with them, we had them start morning huddles, which you may be familiar with, or tend to be five to 10 minute quick huddles in the morning to go over the flow of the day. Who's coming in? What are they coming in for? What do we need to know about this client? And as part of those huddles, we had them start sharing one thing that they, that went well the day before. It didn't have to have anything to do with work. It could be from their personal life. It could be from a hobby. So one thing that went well, you could also do one thing that you're grateful for. Sometimes we've talked amongst our team that it can be a little bit harder to use the word grateful. So just something that went well, but saying some one thing that was positive, one thing that you're grateful for, 
puts everyone into already thinking about the positive things in their life and can sort of help reset that tone in the morning. And so that's one thing that I would recommend that hospitals do. If you've already got a morning huddle, it's easy. It only takes, what, 30 more seconds? Well, depending on the size of your team, a couple more minutes isn't adding a lot, but it can really have a huge positive impact on the day. So that's something that I would recommend that teams do. Things that individuals can do, another trick that we recommend for people who really are trying to get in the habit of being positive and praising their team is having a visual to remind them to praise or to be positive is really helpful. And so we tell people to put five pennies in their pocket at the start of the day. And they can only move the penny from one pocket to the next pocket by giving a team member praise, genuine praise. So that means thank you for something specific, not just walking past and saying thank you. It has to be specific or saying one thing nice. And so five times throughout the day, they will have done and said something that's positive for the people that they're working with. So the penny, the pennies in the pocket is another thing that we recommend with being saying something that you're grateful for, something that was positive, that's something that you could also do in weekly staff meetings. Having a list of accomplishments just written up on a whiteboard or something is another great way to keep track of things that have gone well. And they don't have to be big. They can be small. Like we got out of work at six o'clock last night. Yay! Good teamwork! Um, just reminding, having a list that everyone can see of things that are going really well can also put people in the positive mindset. And I know a lot of hospitals will do shout outs. And so they um, have little sticky notes or cards that they give out or that go in a box. And then at staff meetings, they get drawn out and read every week so that their team members can hear what, what their other team members are saying about them. So that's another way that a hospital can sort of infuse the atmosphere with more positive thoughts. Those are really awesome and very specific suggestions, which is wonderful. When you were talking about the praise, I liked that you clarified about, you know, thank you for, or it was really great that you, and yeah. I had learned a while back about person praise versus process praise. And that person praise is just sort of, you're awesome. And it's harder for people to absorb that and, and take it in. They're just sort of like, oh, whatever. Um, they forget it. It doesn't stick. But if you say, I'm so grateful that you helped me with that dog, with the beagle with diarrhea yesterday. I'm so grateful that you were helpful yesterday. It's really hard to put that out of your head and go, I wasn't helpful. It didn't matter. It did matter. Right. Thank you and acknowledged you for it. So I love the pennies in the pocket as a, as a real specific strategy to use to say, I'm going to five times today, I'm going to find a person and, and tell them something really specific about how they have made a difference. Because I think that's our challenge, that there are all sorts of positive things all day long, but they tend to be smaller. They tend to be things like we got out at six o'clock or, you know, the beagle with diarrhea was treated well and got to leave. And right. we're like, well, you know, whatever. We remember the hard case that didn't go so well or the mm -hmm. frustrating interaction or the or the person whose negative mood was scaring us all. Right. <laughs> Those are very powerful yes. things, but we forget there were lots of little things that, that add up to being a pretty great uh, accomplishment also. Right. 
Yes. And so bringing focus to those things mm-hmm. is helpful. And it, it, then it also has other people, reminds other people to keep an eye out for those things that did go well. Yeah. 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 I think it's the, you know, setting up the, the brain patterns of really looking for them and having a gratitude practice sets that up. So however that turns out in your practice, if it's your list of accomplishments or what went well yesterday, the things that we're really trying to notice and direct attention toward, you have to build it. Right. Well, and the other thing you just said, gratitude, another thing that is becoming more popular in mainstream society now is having a gratitude journal Mm -hmm. where you write down one thing every day that you're thankful for. And that's something that you can do on your own time. It doesn't have to be in the hospital. It's kind of what we are encouraging to happen with the morning huddle conversation. But if you're just wanting to be a more positive person, having a gratitude journal or I have a gratitude journal that I've never used, but I read through and it's the same three questions that you ask yourself or same three things that you're supposed to think about every day. What are two things that went really well? And what is one thing that would have made the day even better? And so I do that when I go on my walks in the morning. And so that is, it's not a written journal, but it's the same process thinking back through the day of the day before and what, and what was good about it. And so it's training my brain to think about things in a positive light. Yes. It's tremendously valuable and, and giving yourself a rule that it can't be the same things as yesterday. Right. You're like, oh yeah, my dogs are awesome. My dogs are right. <laughs> They're still awesome. <laughs> Uh, only every other day can you be grateful for that. <laughs> well, I, I always tell people to just get specific then, you know, okay, your dogs are awesome and that's so broad and you say that every day. So tell me one thing that you love about your dog. You know, like I, it makes me laugh when he does this. Great. That's today. Yeah. And tomorrow right. says he looks so cute in that color. And then the next day he says, isn't it funny how he plays with tennis ball? We, those were all, my dog is awesome. <laughs> and yet. Right. But more specific and different (laughs) little things that you like about (laughs) your dog. (laughs) Trains the brain to notice and and attention and, and to recognize that small stuff really is there. Yeah. Yes. And that's another thing when we work with hospitals, change is hard. Um, And so, and a lot of, a lot of the reason I think change is hard is because of the uncertainty. No one knows what's going to happen when you bring in a coaching group and we're setting all these goals and they tend to be big goals or long-term projects, things that are not going to happen overnight. And so one of the things I do is I coach the practice managers that I work with to figure out what are milestones to that big goal that we can celebrate along the way. So if we were were trying to improve customer service, and I don't know, we want to, if we have on average 24 new clients a month and we're trying to get to 50 a month, when we get 10 more than we did the month before, let's make that a milestone and let's celebrate that so that we're not, there aren't gaps of six months in between reaching goals and celebrating something because the team is putting in a lot of effort to get to that big goal. And we need to acknowledge that along the way. And so finding out the little things that you can celebrate every day in a hospital um, is really important. Yeah. And the little behavior changes that are occurring to get you know, the 10 more than last month are the things that have the compounding effect. So right. if you don't make those strong, 
they start yes. falling away and we're not going to be able to sustain this change. Right. So it's really awesome to be able to celebrate those, even though the, you know, toward our milestone, we've only made a small gap, but we've made some significant changes in how we are thinking and doing things. Right. It's very cool. So what drew you to consulting and positivity effect on, on veterinary practices? Oh, that's a good question. So I was, have, well, since undergrad, I've been interested in organizational psychology and culture. And so culture was originally ethnic culture, national culture. And then I realized, well, there's so much that has to do with culture that is just subcultures of things, cultures of a hospital. You don't have to be ethnically different to have different cultures and how much culture affects a team. So it affects how we talk to each other, the language that we use. It affects mindset, which is how positivity got into this. I mean, it's, it affects the environment, how you communicate with your clients, how you train your team, all of those things. And so if you're wanting to build a positive culture, that's where that positivity piece comes in. And then how do you create a positive culture? And being in veterinary hospitals and knowing how much teams care about what they're doing and how important it is for their clients and also the lives that they are taking care of on a day-to-day basis. And it is stressful. It can be stressful. It can also be very rewarding, but there is a lot of burnout in the veterinary industry and work-life balance is hard to achieve. And so I think once I got into the veterinary industry and realized for myself how much burnout there is um, and how much stress there is, figuring out how to make the workplace more positive so that team members can function better and longer because this is a career for most people. It's not something you're going to do for two years. Well, if you don't want to do it for two years, you have to figure out how to balance everything and you have to have good strategies for coping with the stress and the tension. And so that those are things that you can do as an individual, but it also requires a team to make it a positive work environment. Because if your team, as we were just talking about, if your team is not supportive or if your team is negative, you're not going to last very long in that environment. So um, you're preaching to the choir here, I believe. I know, yes. But how do you respond when people go, oh, you know, you're just saying like slap a smile on and pretend everything's good when it's actually really hard. And it is really hard. So right. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I actually hate the most is when people tell you, just keep smiling. I'm like, well, don't tell me to keep smiling. (laughs) You You don't know what I'm dealing with. And that is not healthy to just keep smiling. I mean, if you're positive, there are positive things in your life you want to smile about, go for it. But you shouldn't just slap a smile on your face because other people tell you to. You need to figure out how to make your life more positive. So that you don't get burnt out, not in such a negative state all the time. And so if you feel like you're negative a lot, or you always go to a negative place, or you have problems focusing or finding things that are going well in your life, then it's time to really reflect on your values. What do you want out of life? Because maybe you don't want to be positive. That's fine. 
your employer may decide you're not a good fit for for their team. That's up to them. Um, But you need to figure out what's important to you. What kind of lifestyle do you want to live? And then figure out what is what is negatively impacting your ability to get there so that you can address those and make changes to your lifestyle to be the to be the person you want to be. Being a positive person doesn't mean that you don't have negative emotions or you don't see that when something is bad that you're acknowledging, yeah, that's really bad. I think the difference is you often think that there's something we can learn from it or that there's optimism toward the future. Like this is really hard now, but together we can work through this and things will get better. And so it is interesting when people are, are really struggling with chronic stress and negativity in a, in a culture that sometimes when you're presenting ideas about changing to, you know, let's have a gratitude practice. Let's celebrate our small wins. You get that, you know, oh, that's just slapping a smile on a bad thing. And, right. I, and I think that it, it takes a shift, it takes an emotional mm-hmm. shift and also a commitment to say, I'm making a decision here. I'm right. starting here and I'm going to make whatever small changes I can and see what the effects are. Right. And it is a big commitment. It's easy to say, I want this. I want this to be a positive place to work. But making the commitment to live that on a daily basis is very hard. Um, And I agree with you. It is not healthy to just slap a smile on. So finding out what the root cause of not being happy is, is really important. But it is also important to be able to deal with negative things in a healthy manner. And I do think I just had a client call me about an hour ago because she needed to vent and she didn't want to bother her doctor. And I was really happy that she didn't want to bother her doctor about it. So I let her vent. And then we talked about what needed to happen. So she's having an issue with a a team member, a staff member. And so I said, well, thanks for calling. I'm glad you got this off your chest. You need to make sure that you take the personal out of this before you talk to your team member. It's not a, what she said is not a personal attack. So don't go talk to her until you are able to be in a place of information gathering. And so then we talked about how to have a conversation that was not coming from the defensive. And so coming up with those strategies that work for you for dealing with the negative Is it venting, which is completely fine? Make sure you're finding the appropriate party to vent to. Mm -hmm. Taking deep breaths, which is something that works for a lot of people. And one of the things that I read somewhere with mindfulness, I think, was when you're taking the deep breath, you ahead of time, pick a word that you want to feel in your moments of stress and negativity. So mine is peace a feeling of peace. So when you're taking a deep breath in and exhaling, you are repeating the word peace. So in you guys, it could be happiness, it could be calm, it could be wisdom, whatever you want it to be, but that's a coping strategy, the breathing. Another thing that I really like to do with my clients is have them, now I'm blanking on what it's called, Oh, a trigger point activity. And it's, I got this from actually a, a teen emotional intelligence activity workbook, a tri- and it's a, called a trigger point activity. And what you do is when you find yourself reacting negatively to something, you jot it down on this worksheet that first says what was, what was the event that triggered this negative emotion? What was the negative emotion? 
because you first have to identify what you're feeling and so you can address it. What was your reaction that is not healthy? And then how do you want to react better next time? And so thinking through that process so the next time you get in a situation where you feel like someone's personally attacking you, you know, okay, I've already, I've already walked through this in my head. I'm going to step away. I'm going to breathe. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to say this. So that can be really helpful to go ahead and map it out for different types of events that cause a certain strong negative emotion. That is really powerful because it gives you the game plan. And the next time you probably won't 100% match the game plan that you wrote down on your sheet, but you'll be closer than you were the last time and you'll be able to tweak it and move forward. Like, okay, so I need to breathe a little bit more before I go. (laughs) I need to, you know come through some of the thoughts. So it is really very valuable to to look at what happened and what we wish happened and try to find the steps in between. And so I like that when you also talked about the person who called you to vent because venting can be awesome as long as it ends with action steps. Yes. But if we're just going to go around in circles going, oh, I just can't stand it. I just can't stand it. I just can't stand it. Right. That just creates this stew of negative emotions that doesn't make anyone feel good. But you can- right feel free, dump all you want and then go, okay, now what, what are you personally going to do? And when the answer is, well, they should, Mm -hmm. you can't make them do it. So they should, is not the answer. (laughs) What are you going to do? Yes. Steps are, are really valuable for venting. Right. Yes. Yeah. And you quickly learn who the people are who just want to complain. And that's the difference between people who just want to complain and be negative versus people who need to, this is a part of their healthy response, and then they will do something about it. Yeah. Well, this has been very helpful. I really appreciate you coming on to talk about positivity and how it can help um, pet professionals of all sorts, and especially those in the vet clinic, because that's what we've been talking about today, but all pet professionals. If people want to learn more about you and your consulting work, where could they do that? Great. So I work for Blue Heron Consulting, which is a consulting firm. I say firm lightly. We're a pretty close knit group of people. There are about 12 of us in the company total. And we specialize in the veterinary industry and we work with all different size hospitals. And they can find more about us at bhcteam.com. That's our website. We also do have a Facebook page. Just Google search Blue Heron Consulting. Our logo is a a blue heron, the bird in a circle, a navy blue circle. So that's another way that they can get more information about us. They're more than welcome to reach out to me. I'm on our website. My contact information is on there as well. My name is Becca Kaiser. So if they want to find my email on there and reach out to me directly, I'd be more than happy to talk with anyone who's interested in learning more about what Blue Heron does or more about positivity. We, our consulting group works as a team when we go into hospitals. And so we have a veterinarian who is is our medical team coach. And then we also have an operational coach and I'm an operational coach. So I work on the business HR management side of hospitals. And then I always work with the veterinarian who is working with the medical team to make sure that we're practicing, our clients are practicing the level of medicine that they want and thorough medicine for every patient that comes through the door. That's fantastic. And I will make sure there are links to all of that in the show notes. So that Great. Oh, thank you. Be able to find you. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Colleen. Thanks so much for coming on Unleashed today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Unleashed at Work and Home. 
Are you looking for ways to feel better fast and make it last? Do you want more actionable ideas and strategies? Would you like to connect with other amazing pet professionals who care about helping animals and creating healthy, fun work cultures? If so, you are going to love the Unleashed Resilience community. Visit ColleenPilar.com community for more information. I can't wait to see you there.